Cold Stove Podcast, live from Austin, Texas. I am your host, Brett Merriman. In front of me, the one, the only, for parts unknown, NHL Rumors Daily, NRD. How are you on this Thursday? Brett, I'm not good. You're not good. Why are you no. not good? Usually you're good. Usually you bring the, the positive energy here, and I'm bitching about the Rangers or the Sabres or the Pagulas or somebody. Why are you not good today, NRD? I'm not good because I took a lot of crap last week. In our in our season preview episode, Ooh, okay. we talked about the Toronto Maple Leafs for a while. Ah, yes, the uh, the our friends up north in Toronto. Yeah. and I made some comments about Matt Murray. Mm, you did, and I took I took a lot of flack from Leafs fans saying, "How could you say that about Matt Murray when the Avalanche, the former reigning defending Stanley Cup champions, are trotting out Alexander Georgiev and Pavel Francouz uh, in the net?" Well, look what happened last night. So when I say I'm in a bad mood, I'm not necessarily in a bad mood. I'm not bad, but I'm pissed off. And I feel damn vindicated today that Matt Murray let up two to Cole Caulfield, including a last-minute game-winning go-ahead goal to Josh Anderson, a guy who, like, nobody wants. Montreal's been trying to trade him for, you know, a couple of years now. Wow. And Talk that shit, champ. Talk yeah. that shit, champ. I just want to throw that out there. Listen, I love the Leafs fans. We we have a I think we have a good symbiotic relationship between myself, NRD, and the Leafs fans. We go back and forth. Love to hate, hate to love. It's all terms of endearment, what I call you on Twitter and on this podcast. But I took a lot of crap for it. I'm just gonna say Matt Murray rode the successes of that Pittsburgh team and Marc Andre Fleury into two Stanley Cups. He has done nothing since. I don't know why we're anointing him as Hey, this guy's gonna be the Leafs answer in that. That's all. I didn't mean to get right into it right off the right off the rip, Brett. But I was in a bad mood. I wanted to vent. You wanted to vent, and uh, you are vindicated at least for the time being. NRD. I watched that whole uh, Montreal Toronto game last night. Really cool experience. Uh, it looked like at the Bell Center or the Centre Bell. Uh, Carey Price showed up. That was pretty cool. Standing ovation. <sighs> The more that comes out in the Carey Price situation, it's, it sounds like he's got quite a road back to play uh, to play hockey games now. Well, you know, I don't think he's going to play hockey yeah. again um, professionally. Maybe you know an alumni game or whatnot, but I don't think Carey Price is going to play professional hockey in the National Hockey League anymore. But you know who else showed up last night in Montreal? Cole Caulfield, big time. Oh, big time. Cole Caulfield looked great. He looked bigger. Um, which I think he's kind of, you know, he's never going to be a big guy, right? But he looked, he looked more stout, better on the puck, more physical. Um, he's been, uh, he's been watching Marty St. Louis calf workout, thirty minutes to rock hard calves. Mm-hmm. Uh, by Martin St. Louis. I'll tell you what, that division, that Atlantic division, could be so much fun because you you have, I think, literally every team in the in the division besides. Boston, and you can even call them improved because they added David Krejci back. Yeah. So, like, every single team in that division is improved, and the only reason you – maybe you don't say Toronto because they're the same team as they were. But they're good. But they're good, right. So they don't need to. Tampa, same thing. They don't need to improve, per se. They were already really good. So every every team in that division has some sort of, like, if they made the playoff storyline, you wouldn't – you wouldn't deny it at all. Be like, oh, yeah, that made sense. It's cool yeah. to see Suzuki uh, as a captain in Montreal. I didn't realize that before last night. 23, I think. He's like the second youngest captain, you know, and uh, second one, second permanent captain 
this is a really cool stat actually of Asian heritage next to Paul Korea. No so shit. Shouts, shouts to Nick Suzuki. Big time. Shouts to Nick Suzuki. He's a hell of a player. He's a fun, fun player to watch. Just two way guy. Like, you know, Sean Monahan gets a goal last night. Kind of the, it's sort of the misfit toys team in a way like Gallagher and Monahan and Josh Anderson, Dvorak and Kirby doc. Like there, there's just a lot of guys that you're just kind of like, Oh yeah, I remember them from so-and-so and which is great for my like i kind of love that's how to me that's how you re- rebuild a team at least in the beginning stages of a rebuild you throw as much shit against the wall and you see what sticks and i'm not calling those players shit by any no, means but they're talented hockey players but you throw those darts you see what lands and that's how you kick off a rebuild so you know what you have going forward and the funny thing you mentioned is like Monahan has been around for a couple of years now, more than a couple, and so mm-hmm. is Josh, and- Josh Anderson. But Kirby Doc is young. Very Christian 21. Dvorak. Christian Dvorak is still fairly young. Mm-hmm. They have a bunch of other young guys who are not, you know, retreads from other organizations. Like their guys, like Dvorak, like you know, I'll give Monahan. I'll throw Monahan in that mix to a degree because you know he he flirted with being successful in Calgary of guys that can actually be something down the line when they're ready to compete. And I think, yeah. like I said, that's how you really want to rebuild an organization. You put the pieces in place now to see what works, what doesn't. Easy contracts to move. Maybe a guy plays himself into a trade deadline, you know, sell off for, for them. But yeah, they three, have the... Three huge contenders on that front in Monaghan, uh, Drummond, and Evgeny Dadnov. Yeah, and exactly. And that's the point. Like, they have guys who can stay... And be a part of the long-term solution because they're young enough or move them for, you know, a conditional first or a second at the deadline this year. And they just restart the cycle again. Montreal's in Mm -hmm. a great spot. No doubt. No doubt. I think they're going to surprise people. Uh, That's never going to be an easy rank to go in and win a game. No. Regardless of whoever it is. Um, And and they got some guys. Like Jordan Harris, really impressive last night. Former uh, Northeastern Husky Jordan Harris, by the way. Really, really good defensive. He's 22. Big kid. Can skate with the puck, can skate without the puck, physical when he needs to be, but also not overly like running guys, mm-hmm. which is kind of what you want out of uh, a defenseman, especially a young one. Speaking Speak- of young defensemen, where where were you going to pivot to right there? I was going to say really quick. Speaking of size, did you see that behemoth that the Washington Capitals are trotting out there, Protoss? No, I didn't watch any of the Bruins Caps game. I just basically watched my timeline. Um, I was going to say something vulgar. I watched my timeline get really happy over David Pasternak and how much money he's about to make. A lot of Bruins fans were uh, big fans. I was going to say something along the lines of, I watched the Bruins fans jerk off David Pasternak on my timeline all night last night. It's totally okay. We have that E uh, E rating next we to the do, We are an explicit server. podcast. Yes. We are. We're a very uh, adult-rated hockey podcast. Um, so who is this Zdeno Chara figure from... from uh, no, he's a winger. Washington. Even better, he's a winger. Oh, okay. I think. What's his this, deal? This is good. Uh, yeah, this is good radio. Let's look up radio. Things. Protoss, oh, Alexi Protoss on the Washington Capitals. Okay, so six five one ninety, twenty one years old. I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> Cap friendly as. Uh, we'll I have don't. To, yeah, I mean, it, it, anything coming out of Belarus, you're just kind of like, I, I think I'm pretty sure they do their. Uh, their birth certificates are like on typewriters from the Soviet Union. So okay, he's listed on his Ross on the roster for the Washington Capitals at six six two thirty. 
Goodness. So that's more in line of what I saw last night. And Got it. Brendan Burke and Darren Pang were, you know, acting the same way that you suggested Bruins fans were acting towards Pasternak over <laughs> this kid because of his size. But I thought that was pretty cool that, you know, the Capitals are getting heavier up front. Um, they've always been known as a team that's been willing to throw around the body, but they just add a kid who's 6'6", 230 to line up, plays up front. He's not a defenseman. I'm interested to see what he can do. Drafted three years ago in the third round. Like, that's a great guy. You draft him for his size. You hope he can turn into something. And now he's a second-line player uh, with Dylan Strome and Anthony Mantha. Right? Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's exactly how you get better hockey teams. You find those guys. The first-rounders, you, you, you better hit on, unless you're Don Sweeney. The first-rounders, you got to hit on. Second-rounders are going to be a part of your AHL team, whatever. If they hit, great. If they don't, not the end of the world. But you need a third, fourth, fifth round, sixth round, seventh round in the case of Victor Olison in Buffalo. But you need one of those late round guys once or twice every two or three years to hit, and that's when you get these really good, you know, Tampa Bay, Braden Point hockey teams, right? So maybe we're looking at Alexi Protas in the the Calder here. If if you play second-line minutes with two guys like that, all of a sudden, Washington, I mean, didn't love what I saw out of Washington, or at least what I read out of Washington, because I think uh, we were talking before the podcast, I think they're going to miss Backstrom a lot this year. They are. Um, but that's that's not a team you can take lightly. I mean, that, that, that second line we just talked about, Brotas, 6'7", six, six, Dylan Strom, 6'3", Anthony Mantha, sneaky 6'5". Like, that's, that is a big-time line in size and speed. That's why this protest, that's why, you know, before we moved on, because like I said, you steer the ship. I merely just am along for the ride. I tried to pull the wheel <laughs> away from you. Um, wanted to talk about this kid because I was just impressed with the size. And I think it's another big body the Capitals add to their lineup when they're out Tom Wilson and they're out TJ Oshie right now. And they are out uh, Nick Backstrom for maybe the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's trying to make a comeback, but we'll see what happens there. So is there a biggest question then, Kemper? Is that kind of how it works? What did you – well, you didn't watch the game. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I watched – I watched uh, – last night was all over um, Montreal, Toronto. I was all over Colorado, Chicago, and I was all over the Oilers and – who did they play? Sharks? Ducks? One of, the, one of those. Canucks. Teams. Canucks, yeah. The Jack Hughes show. Quinn. Quinn Hughes. There's too many fucking Hugheses. Yeah, because there's that Riley, other Jack Quinn, Hughes. Jack, another Jack at Northeastern. Yeah, it's, it's there's too getting many rough. No, but I, I – I'll ask this to the Cold Stove followers then when they when this podcast when this drops, tweet us. What did you think of Camper last night? I wasn't certainly impressed. I think he did a, yeah. enough to keep the Capitals in the game, but he didn't make that save. No, he didn't the, make the, saves. Even the pass that, that goal that everybody was freaking out about that was soft. That's a soft goal. Yeah, Tw- turn around, like save that, push it in the corner. That's like firing that at the net and just yeah. you know trying to. That's, get, all, that's like the prototypical when the coach says put pucks on net. From wherever you are, that's <laughs> what Pasternak did, and then you never know what happens. Well, it went in the net because Darcy Kemper looked like a sieve at some points last night. Did you think Toronto looked slow last night? Going back to them for a second, I think they looked like a team that knew. Not, they not to, not, this is not bashing them for. I, I just no. that was my one observation that I didn't get to when we first talked about them. So I want to go back quick. Yeah, no, and I don't think it's bashing on them. They'll be fine. We know how fast some of those players are in that team we know how fast they play to me they looked like a team that knew they were going into the night severely severely might not be the right word 
much more higher skilled than their opponent. If that's yeah. proper grammar, they could yeah, check me totally. out there. They came into the night knowing they were a lot more skilled than the Montreal Canadiens. And I think they let the game get away from them for that reason. I think they thought that at some points, their scale would just bring them back into this game. Like when, when they were up one nothing, and then Caulfield, you know, ties the game again. And then Caulfield does it again. Like, I think they just relied on the fact that, hey, we're more skilled than the Blue Blanc, a Rouge. And we'll just get back into this game. And they didn't. Um, so... They'll be all right. I don't know if they look slow as much as, like I said, I think they just look like a team that maybe underestimated um, their opponent and what they could do on a home opener night at the Bell yeah. Center. Home opener, always some juice. You know, Carey Price shows up. Jake Allen plays pretty well. That, that's that's one of those things. I don't think Toronto's in trouble by any means, but I just, something about it looked a little slow. Like, looked a little just janky. Come back to this episode in a couple of weeks. I know, folks. I know, I know, I know. When the when Buffalo goes in and beats them up, we'll see. No, uh, yeah, that's just, that's what I mean. When when Toronto continues to look slow mid November, remember who said it? Man in that saying. chair right there. I'm just saying. Uh, what do you think of Met Jesus last night? Probably as, as advertised. Probably better than what I thought. I, mean, I think you know what it is with Connor McDavid. This is the first year they've went deep enough into the playoffs. Where like we kind of saw Connor McDavid a couple of months ago, because there's always that time a year where like the Oilers get bounced in the first round, mm-hmm. and then you have like you don't see McDavid for all of May, then you don't see him for June, and then the off season, and then he comes back in October, and you go, oh shit, McDavid is really you know the most gifted hockey player that's ever lived. Well, I think we saw him easily. a little bit more recently, but I still mm-hmm. had that feeling of like, oh, I forgot Connor McDavid just can do crazy shit on the ice. It's absurd. The, the level that he's playing at right now, and we were talking about this before the pod, that's as, and even just away from the puck, uh, sort of nose for the net kind of McDavid, you know, not the, not the lighting the highlight up, real up last night by any means, but just three goals and an assist, like four points. Another night at the office for Connor McDavid. If, if he puts up 160 this year, I will not be surprised. And I said, 70 goals. 90 assists, and that's how you get there. Yeah. And why not? Why can't he? I mean, he's going to do this all the time. And well, Vancouver's an improved team. It'll be a big test against Calgary this weekend to see what that's like. I think that's Hockey Night in Canada. Am I wrong? Uh, Might be. Not too up on the HNIC schedule. But you bring but, up a good but you bring up a good point. I, I but mean, then, and then the, the, the supporting cast, too. Because we yeah. can talk about Connor McDavid so we're blue in the face. He is what he is. Drysaddle looked good last night. Darnell Nurse looked good last night. Kane still got the chip on his shoulder. Obviously, he's had kind of a uh, interesting last few months. And then Ryan McLeod, my favorite hockey player in the world. So, is, does he wear a letter on the Brett Merriman All Star team? Ryan McLeod, no. He's he's just that third line winger that is like, oh fuck, he's really good. I forgot about him, and he puts up forty nine points a year. I think we should do that. I think you know what you know what we should do. This is a little side tangent. Maybe we'll post this. On the cold stove page. Okay. We get a copy of the latest NHL video game. We build your all-star team roster. Mm-hmm. And we simulate a season and see how the Brett Merriman all-stars end up. I think that would be a fun okay. little experiment. I like that. Yeah, the Brett Merriman all-star team. Which by no means is an NHL all-star team. Let me, I want to point that out. But I want to see if the my group of misfits puts, uh, puts together a playoff season. I I'm down to do this. I think we'll get we'll get your face 
digitally put we'll, we'll make it the logo of the jerseys i'll let you design the jerseys we'll let the fans that design the jerseys whatever you want to do and no we'll post stove this. intern is listening by the way yeah. they have a lot of work yeah well this is this is what i want to do and this is what we're going to do i think it's a great idea perfect i'm in um anything with vancouver quick that you saw that you like didn't like is that going to be another team that they're kind of finding their way through november Frank Saravalli listed it as one of his bold predictions, and I agree. Bruce Brujo is not going to be coaching this team for much longer. Oh, they had some like behind the scenes stuff there too, right? With with Gabby and and that front office. Well, they have so Francesco Accolini, <clears throat> the, the owner, had some issues with uh, his personal life, and I won't get into it any deeper than that. We're yeah. merely just a fun hockey podcast. I don't want to speak on things that I don't know of, but there was uh, something that may or may not have happened with, you know, Aquilini, Bruce Brudrow, Rachel Dory, an analytics uh, advisor or video coach, if you will, in that front office. Mm-hmm. She, she's done great work, um, you know, freelancing and working for some teams. And then at one point, Bruce Brudrow dropped that she was going to be on the bench this year. Mm-hmm. And then she was quickly fired from the organization just days later. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. here. Like I said, I, I, I want to be professional as possible. I'm not here to spin any webs. You can do that on your own. Um, but just seems like there's a disconnect. Yeah, something Whether it's there. that situation or another situation in the front office. And I don't know if Bruce Brudrow is the guy in Vancouver long term. Maybe he lasts the season. Maybe he doesn't. The only thing that I think about when I think of Vancouver is Thatcher Demko is a pretty good goalie. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. There's no doubt about it. Has been for a long time. Um, going back to the BC days where I got to watch him beat up on Northeastern a bunch. But uh, that that's just <clears throat> talented team. Besser Hughes, et cetera. And the gang, they're, they're going to be all right. But just don't know if it's, if it's, uh, they just again the, the league is so good right now, NRD. That's kind of what I keep coming back to. Is outside is. of a couple blatantly, you know, Connor Bedard and Matt Vimichkov teams, it, it's really good. Like even the 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 you look at the power rankings and all the season previews that come out, the guys that are 26, 25, 24 could make the playoffs. Yeah. And you'd be like, Yeah, okay, makes sense. Anaheim makes sense. New, New Jersey, Jersey. Yeah, makes oh, yeah. sense. Jinx. Buffalo, sure. Montreal, fuck, sure. Like it's just a this awesome, awesome lead. We're so lucky right now to be um to be hockey fans. It's absolutely so much fun. And uh my season starts tonight. Yes. Anyway. It's a big but one for the Buffalo Sabres. It is, it is. Just Buffalo, Ottawa, see what they look like. I like I I it's the the score on the scoreboard to me doesn't matter tonight. But man, are these two teams going to come out just fly? They're going to come out flying yeah. because Ottawa knows what they have and all the talk, and they are so improved. And they have uh, what's his what's his name? Giroux, Claude Giroux comes in. Debrinkit comes in. Now twelve and twenty eight, passing the puck back and forth, looking all flashy. Got some new tendies in the mix. Got some defensemen, maybe in the Chitrin Street stage still. We'll see where that goes. And then Buffalo's trotting out their team of homegrown studs. Good luck, Claude Giroux, coming at Owen Power with another another summer under his belt. And 6'5", just fucking patrolling the blue line. The, uh, 
they released the uh, the Sabres goal songs today. Did you see that? They don't have a, a single goal song, even though they should, and it should be shout, and everybody in Buffalo knows that. They do player-specific ones on our D. Have you seen this yet? I did. Uh, Shouts to Jeff Skinner. I want to thank yes. to somebody by Whitney Houston. Strong. Always. It's hard to improve on Party in the USA, and he did so with I Want to Dance with Somebody. There are a couple the, other good ones on there. The, the one that's got Sabres, uh, Sabres Twitter kind of fired up is the uh, Ilya Labushkin is going with the uh, I Am a Gummy Bear song. Do you remember that song? Yeah, I do, and I did see that. Oh, my God. That is going to just... That's going to be too much, but he never scores. So at the time that it does, like he's going to score twice this year. And it's going to hit. And it's going to hit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's going to be a viral moment. I can see it now. It is going to be tweeted out and retweeted and liked and engaged with a lot. Um, Another couple of good ones. Anders Bjork going with Hypnotize, Little Biggie. We got uh, Jacob Bryson going with uh, Narco, taking a, a page out of the Mets playbook. I don't hate it. I I do hate it because it's not original, but I don't hate it because I think that it'll light the place up a little bit. So you know, as long as they don't just as long as they don't play the trumpets when they're down six nothing. Yeah, you know, in like the third period. You're right. It it was that was that was sad. I get why they did it though, because it's like the last they they know they're down. It's the last opportunity for the season. It's sort of like putting a bow on the season. I I would do the same thing. They they know the fans came there for that. Whether they win or lose, they got the trumpets thing. I get it. People people were lambasting them. I, I get it, New York Mets. I don't get it, and I don't <laughs> want to spend all day on this, but I will say this. If you're a 93 and whatever team, because there's 162 days in, uh, two, 162 games of baseball, and I'm too stupid to do that math really quick, but if you win 93 games and you sneak into the wild card and you you know put up a fight, yeah, sure, play your trumpets when you're down 6 nothing in game three. When you're yeah. in a hundred and one team, hundred and one win team that should have won the division, and choked very and, much, and stepped on your, you know what, like two weeks ago against Atlanta, and mm-hmm. then you know got blown out of the water in two games by San Diego, then you don't play the trumpets. I don't care if people <laughs> paid money for the trumpets. I don't care, Mister Met with his stupid, you know, baseball Mr. Met head. Rocking the, yeah, yeah, playing the trumpet. Yeah. It's a there's there's times and places even when you lose to play the trumpets. That wasn't it. <laughs> what they should have done was played taps. Oh, goodness. Can you imagine that? <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> oh, that would have been tough. That would have been tough. You're right. That would have been very funny, but it would have been tough. Um, let's get back to hockey here, NRD. Last night, the game, another game I didn't pay a ton of attention to, uh, but by all accounts was a good one. It was was Columbus and Carolina. Patrick Laine scores and then gets hurt. Anything on uh, – on that, whether it was on, on the game or Line A specifically, nothing on his injury. I mean, the goalie scored was nice. It was Patrick. It was a Patrick yeah. Line goal. It sure was. You know, you sure don't was. give you don't give a player of his caliber that much time and space. Sat at the top of the circle and was able to pick his spot. You know, I, I think I don't think he's going to be out long term. It didn't seem like it was anything serious enough that'll keep him out. But like, if God forbid something were to happen to him or Johnny Gaudreau. Now they're only one year into what dueling eight, you know, seven or eight year contracts. But do you look back at that and say, "Yikes!" Like if you miss a, a whole year of Johnny Gaudreau and Patrick Line playing together, and then you have to restart that clock next year, and they don't really have other pieces. And I don't mean that to offend the Columbus Blue Jackets fans. I just don't know what they have in terms of a D 
deep perennial playoff contender outside of those two guys. So if something were to happen to one of them, I just don't look at that team. Like, I don't look at Johnny Gaudreau and that Columbus team by himself and go, wow, I look at, like, the way I would look at that is the same way I looked at Gaudreau in Calgary for the past, you know, five or six years of his career yeah. before Matthew Kachuk, uh, Matthew Kachuk and Elias Lindholm and those guys. Right, and and the only way if that does happen, you need uh, Kent Johnson or you need uh, Cole Sillinger to step up and not be 19 anymore. Like, Who was very good th- last night. He scored a goal and got taken back, but very good. They're going to be great players, but they're, I mean, they are fresh as it gets in this league, yeah. and you can't expect them to put up 85 points and be a second-line or first-line player that, that you can rely on. Not that they won't be. It's just a, a, a big ask immediately for them. Because they're both two two really fun hockey players to watch. Not to mention uh, our boy Igor Chinnikov, the uh, famously drafted. Everybody's like, who? What? Him? Oh, yeah. Now he's a Columbus Blue Jacket playing pretty well. So good for him. That's like the Mo Sider thing. Who? What? Mo Sider? Seven overall, whatever it was? Sure. Okay. It's Take like, him. Yeah. Take him. Oh, uh, now he's a Calder winner. And a, probably a, Nor- a perennial Norris candidate. Is he going to put up enough points? win the north no because he now it's a popularity he, he contest. Now, right now it's now it's the kale mccarr show which speaking of that is uh as good as i've seen kale mccarr play last night and as just next level different caliber than everybody else in the ice doing stuff with his feet and his hands they're so in sync like he made mckinnon look normal last night and they're on the same team it's i don't think mccarr will ever admit it because he for all intents and purposes, seems like a humble and good kid. But it's got to be shitty to, to be as good as he is and play in an era with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and Austin Matthews because we haven't had a defenseman win the Norris Trophy, I mean the, the Hart Trophy, in 22 years. And before that was Bobby Orr. And you know damn well that if, you know, if Austin Matthews wasn't Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid wasn't here, McCarr would win the Hart Trophy every year yeah. as a defenseman just because that's how good at the sport he is. He's he's unbelievable with his feet and hands and the way that he plays with his head up. And he's a defenseman. That's the crazy thing. He's like he's a defenseman and he looks like the best forward in the NHL. It's just not fair to have McKinnon and McCarr on the same team. I'm not surprised they won the the cup at all. No, no, not that not that anybody is. I'm just it's just you kind of shake your head. Like we 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 sit back and. Now we're we're lucky because the last you know, nineteen ninety eight to two thousand twelve. You have stu- you have Crosby and Novechkin and Malkin, but like, you don't have these otherworldly mutants. Yeah, I, just, I like Sidney Crosby, one of the best to ever play hockey. You don't watch his game, and like your eyes get big because he's he's doing the crossover. Like, there's no. You know, he's just a Kane, really good hockey player. Really good he's hockey smart. Player. He plays the game well. Right, IQs off the off the charts. Malkin, Kane, ridiculous shots and deeks and stuff like that. But we're in this era of of speed and skill, and there's no more hits. And that's like you know, say what you want about that. There's no more fights. Say what you want about that. It's not 2006 anymore, where you're going to a, a UFC game combined with a, a European handball. It's like there's no there's none of that mm-hmm. anymore. It is silky, skillful, fast, like hockey. Like hockey is 
I don't know. I, I feel like I'm like getting emotional. I'm like the hockey is so beautiful right now <laughs> because of the the talent that is in this league, and like the McCarr, McDavid, and then you look at the guys that keep coming in, and then next year you have Bedard and Michkov coming in. Tour of by all accounts, it's like we haven't seen that since Eichel and McDavid in 2015. Granted, Michkov is going to spend a couple years getting over here, and hopefully, geopolitical, uh, you know noise call it uh, that's currently happening in the, on the world uh, doesn't uh delay that more i guess is my point there might might not but but i mean my god how how lucky are we to be in this age anyway anyway speaking of how lucky we are uh blink 182 is returning nrd did you see this on the interwebs yesterday okay so it's it's almost like we're in sync this is why we make such a great team brett when you were Back describing forth, just... when you were describing Oof. hockey, and you said it almost brought a tear to your eye, it was emotional. Mm-hmm. So I saw this on the NHL and TNT's Twitter last night. Mark Hoppus did an interview with them and called hockey elegant and violent. And yeah. I thought, wow, that is. I don't think any. You know that might. You've congratulations. You've defeated the sport at like. You know, like a video game, you beat the game. Like he has beaten hockey. That is how you describe hockey. It is elegant and violent all in one. Elegant. I even liked elegant violence. It's an adjective and a and a noun, right? Should, violence is a noun. Yeah. They're coming back. They should probably write a song about it. Well, did you see the? Uh, my whole point here was they they did the Colorado famously does the all the small things and they sing the whole thing, and Mark was over there doing it with them. Yeah. Did the whole sing along. It was on. Uh, it was awesome. Really, really cool. Feidelberg, a friend of the show, was tweeting about it. He's like, I'm, I'm sitting there in my room just singing all the small things right along with Colorado. And I was like, yeah, I'm doing the same thing. Doing the same thing. Sitting there having a glass of red wine last night, some dinner, and singing all the small things from my couch. Yeah. Waiting to buy tickets for Blink's World Tour in, uh, in Austin. Blink-182. Can't wait. Blink-182 will do that to you. That, they, pop, they punk, that pop punk era of music. Ugh, very angsty. Beat it. You sing along to it. Can't beat it. I'm going to... Uh, Going to a pop punk cover band on Saturday night. They're called Y'all Out Boy. Ooh. Pretty good. Pretty good. good Austin's Austin's premier, uh, they call it premier emo and and pop punk cover band. But man, their shows are fun. If you you get down this way from parts unknown, we'll, uh, so that's, uh, there's a hint for everybody. NRD is not, does not reside in the city of Austin, Texas. We can, we can take that one off the table. We could scratch that. But that being said, I think, uh, I think we'll be down there. Maybe we'll. Uh, okay. I'll be okay. down in your neck of the woods in Austin. Maybe we'll get up to Dallas, see a Stars game, do a cold stove meetup. We'll see. We'll, How we'll figure that? it out. But I would never say never to never. such an to such an invite, Brett. There you go. Never say never. You know what? I would never say never to uh, NRD is our uh, our friends over at BetterHelp. This is now a word from our sponsor of this show, BetterHelp. Um, mental health has become. <clears throat> so much more pervasive in in the society and culture in our universe and sports. You hear about sports psychologists now. Golfers have them. Hockey teams have them. Football teams have them. And more athletes are speaking out in general about the importance of mental health. But you do not have to be a pro to want to be at the top of your game, NRD. Everyone needs to take care of their mental well-being, whether you're an athlete or not. We're athletes, but, you know, not everybody can be professional podcasters like we are. Takes Therapy is the best way. Do stay in peak mental shape. Uh, people probably know this about me. I've had a, quite a couple of years, lost both of my parents, have been through a lot uh, on that front. 
And I've, I've done BetterHelp. I've used BetterHelp to kind of help me get through that. They're, they're, it's been life-changing, literally, from a grief standpoint, from an anxiety standpoint, from kind of picking up the pieces and moving on and what's next. Uh, and BetterHelp has, has been there for me every step of the way. It's just really easy. It's a great first step if you want to dive into the therapy and the mental health. It could be anything. It could be maybe you need a tune-up just real quick, get some thoughts out, get some things on paper. Boom. If you need something more uh, invasive, call it once a week and you need to just keep doing it. BetterHelp's got a plan for you. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient. Like I said, boom, two clicks and you're on. You kind of say what you need, what you're looking for, what your goals might be. And it's okay if you don't have any of those either. You say, I want to try this because I want a little bit of a tune-up. Get my mentals right. They can make that work too. It's accessible. Uh, It's affordable and entirely online. You get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and you can switch therapists at any time. Whether you want to do video, you can do a phone call, you can just stick to messages if you want, just texting. They have all kinds of options for you. When you're ready to feel at the top of your mental health game, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash stove today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash stove. Uh, NRD, we, uh, we mentioned it before. The Blackhearts are bad. They're not good. AKA not good. They drop a 4-1 game last night to the fighting Cal McCars and Nathan McKinnons. Didn't look uh, remotely competitive, and you kind of feel for them. So my question for you, if, if we're going to get into a little bit of speculation in this show, uh, what hashtag makes sense in terms of the future of Patrick Line, excuse me, Patrick Kane, and Jonathan Taves? Well, you know, if if candies and nuts were ifs and buts, to quite to quote Dwight Schrute from The Office, mm-hmm. there we go. Um, if cap didn't exist, Patrick Kane would be a New York Ranger. Unfortunately, mm. salary cap exists. And I think it's going to be tough for the New York Rangers to pull that off. Um, they might have like just enough to the penny amount at the deadline. And that's that's if, you know, maybe they get a guy goes on LTIR and everything kind of falls into place. Yep. That's where he would like to be for all intents and purposes. Play with Artemi Panarin, win a Stanley Cup potentially with a good young team. Then he's a free agent at the end of this year. He can kind of decide whether gives New York a hometown discount or goes on to his other hometown in Buffalo, New York, or somewhere else that would be seen. But, you know, outside of New York, you're going to hear the same teams. It's it's too early to make that call. And Mark Lazarus of The Athletic, who, you know, has spent years reporting the Chicago Blackhawks, mentioned the other day that Patrick Kane wants to stick around. He wants to break some franchise records, wants to do it in the same jersey that he's done it in for his entire National Hockey League career. But... Like we said, they're not a good hockey team. And eventually, you know, those straws are going to break the camel's back. Jonathan Taze, thing about Taze is we don't really, quiet guy, right? Like, very close to the chest, keeps things to himself, not really in the public eye as much. The captain of that team has been the captain for a very long time. Does he, like, I think Patrick Kane, if you presented him with, hey, we know you want to spend your entire career with one organization. We know you want to be in Chicago, but you got to move on. I think he'd do it. Jonathan Taze, I'm not too sure about. Interesting. That's interesting. 
because it you you think with Taves is it he's a it's a big cap hit he's an older guy it doesn't I do you he doesn't really care about the the cups any you know he's got yeah. his so he's not he doesn't have that I need one you know that just like that desperation he could kind of that, pick and choose his spot here right and so if if his pick and choose means to continue li- living in uh, Lakeshore, whatever the, what's the Lake, uh, what's the sh- North Chicago suburb that is beautiful? Lake something? Fucking A. I see. I'm not a Chicago guy, so scratch that off the list, oh, too. Oh, see, scratch that off the list, too. We're getting NRD's identity locked in here, everybody. Where Lake Forest. in the Lake world fucking is Forest. NHL rumors daily? Um, we're <laughs> figuring that out, but. Lake you know, Forest. Lake Forest. Okay, there's the suburb. But yeah, he could stay he could stay where he's at or he can move. I don't think he's like you said, I don't think he's the type of guy that needs to move for the sake of moving. I just I, I wonder what the plan is there, you know? I just I really do. You you have Seth Jones signed a, a gajillion dollars for a gajillion years. And then what and then what? I don't I just don't know. I just don't know in Chicago. And I don't think their fans know. I don't think they've made it clear to them. Uh, you Do you know. think Kyle Davidson knows? Because I'm not oh, so man. sure Kyle Davidson know. knows. <laughs> I think their whole th- their their only plan right now in RD is like Connor Bedard. Like yeah. that's just I don't care what 2028 looks like. It's just get Connor Bedard in the in the house, get that horse in the barn, and then we'll go, and then we'll figure it out. Yeah, which is very similar to what the Edmonton Oilers did with Connor right. McDavid. And Buffalo tried to. They ended up with Jack and Sam. And it didn't work out. Okay. That's enough. Um, we mentioned Kane potentially going to the Rangers. They played recently. What do you think of the Rangers' effort against the Tampa Bay Lightning? Uh, another team that I'll say looked maybe a little slow to begin the season. Yeah, I think it was a con- I think people are over at- overrating the Rangers too early, okay. and they're underrating the Tampa Bay Lightning way too early. I think... I think there were some truths in that game, but it's going to meet somewhere a little bit more closer to the middle, not so extreme. I don't think the Rangers are the team to beat. I don't think the Tampa Bay Lightning are done with their Stanley Cup window, but I do think the Rangers are a good hockey club. They look really good against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay did look sluggish. They did look slow. The Garden was very loud with the Igor's better chance. (laughs) Vasilevsky has two rings and did have the upper hand in the playoff series last year. But Igor Shesterkin is the reigning Vesna trophy winner. So, you know, it, it remains to be seen. I do think the Rangers are a good hockey club, though. They gain a little bit of toughness with Vinny Trocek down the middle there as opposed to Ryan Strom. And in true Ryan Strom tribute fashion, Vinny Trocek missed an open net to seal the deal on that game. So maybe uh, maybe they didn't subtract. Maybe they didn't add. Maybe they just got a reskinned Ryan Strom with a beard. Just Ryan Strom and Vinny Trocek just could not be more just exact same like player they didn't miss a beat <laughs> did not miss a beat uh vitaly kravstov was injured though is he out extended period of time what do you what do you know there left the game and then it kind of went like radio silent and, and mm-hmm. gerard gallant is not the coach that's going to tell you um so it remains to be seen as you know we were talking before we went on air i don't think it's a horrible loss and that's no slight to vitaly he hasn't been there for the last three seasons if he misses a fourth who really cares you know, this is kind of like the the bonus number, if you will. Right, like, yeah. oh, Vitaly Kravtsov is actually here now. We can add him into the mix of guys yeah, that we've who, already. Who would have thought? Yeah. So, like, I don't think that I don't think that losing him is the end of the world. But we'll see what happens with his injury. 
Does Kreider look 31 or does he look 20, uh, 24 again? Did something happen? Like, did Chris Kreider, is he eating a different breakfast meal? Like, what changed last year that he put up 53 or 50 whatever? goals last year for Chris Kreider. Wait, was it, was it an even BC, 50 or was it 53? Uh, I don't know. I don't it was, think I it matters. Plus. I don't it remember was, what. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, once he hit 50, it was, yeah. It was like, holy shit, Kreider put 50 in exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Something changed because he looks good and Mika Zibanejad looks great. If Kreider looks good, Mika Zibanejad looks great. John Bucicross, shout out to Bucci, college hockey, tweeted out the other day, the only man with as uh, the only man with more power play goals than Mika Zibanejad since they both came into the league is David Pasternak. So interesting. Ruminate on that for a little while. Ruminating over here. The Rangers play tonight in Minnesota. Uh, a game I will try to watch. I have a hockey game tonight. We are uh, undefeated on our day. just want to say that. Well, I've only played in two games. Four points, though. A couple points a game. Pace. We're, uh, we're cruising. I hope you didn't just jinx it on air. I hope that wasn't like the no, shutout jinx. We're, see, we're playing my buddy's team who's, uh, what's the word? What's the opposite of undefeated? Just defeated. They're 0-4-1. We're 4 0 and one They're sad. Uh-huh. They're defeated. So if... If they do get a win, I'll be I'll be happy for them as long as I put it uh, as long as I bury a couple. But well, I, I'll I'll be able to watch the Saber game tonight, um, and then have to pretty pretty much go right on the ice after that. But shouts to the crossover in Austin, Texas. They have a bar at the rink. Incredible, like like not just a not just like a bar. It's like looks like a Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, There's that's nine TVs. It's pretty good because I was gonna say it's like incredible rinks. Around the neck of the woods where you grew up, and and in parts unknown, mm-hmm. there are bars in the ranks, but it's more like a couple of bar stools and a neon Bud Light sign from two thousand and four, the official right. year of the NHL. It's Which, not like. Don't get me wrong. I I it's love not like a bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love those ranks. The thing about those bars, though, is there. That's like that's that's hockey to me. That's how I grew up. Most bubble that's like hockey. Yeah, with like a, a you know, a, a 10-year-old bubble hockey in the corner where two of the guys don't work, so you have to you have to kind of play around them. Um and the and the Molson Canadian neon or or Labette Blue neon and all of our dads are like just didn't know they were, didn't we didn't know they were buckled, but they were just buckled they were watching buckled. games on Saturday. So oh man, good time. I I'm, this is I'm going to call this one getting emotional about hockey. Um what what other schedule tonight? A lot of teams opening up. Pittsburgh plays Arizona for the first time. You got the Flyers. Who knows what happens with them this year? The Islanders due for a bounce back. Um, Calgary. What do the new look Flames look like? Vegas has already played a little bit. They look pretty good. And the Kings. Here we go. What game are you most excited for tonight, Mister Rumors Daily? I am. I can't believe I'm saying this. I oh am boy. very excited for the Florida New Jersey at uh, Florida, the Flyers New Jersey Devils game. Ooh, the battle of like who are we's this year? Well, the Flyers aren't good. We know that. I don't no, think that's no, a no, secret. No. Uh, Poor Risto's out this game. Too bad. I'm interested to see John Tortorella coach. I'm interested to see the Flyers kind of goon it up out there. Um, and I'm interested to see if New Jersey under Lindy Ruff, but not really because Andrew Brunette is now there as an associate head coach. And we'll mm. take that job pretty soon. Um, I'm interested <laughs> to see what New Jersey could bring to the table. Andre Palat's in the lineup. Igor Sharangovich is in the lineup. Jack Hughes is a great hockey player. 
And, you know, they do have, uh, what's his name in that? Uh, blanket on the name from, from Washington. Vitek? Vitek Vanacek. Uh, yeah, so New Jersey looks a little different this year with Vanacek and Andre Palat. I'm interested to see what they do with it. Me too. Me too. That'll be a game uh, I will also, I will have on a uh, an adjacent TV to my Buffalo Sabres who will up, up against the Ottawa Senators with a freshly extended Kevin Adams, GM, a freshly extended coach and Donnie Granado, and a freshly extended defenseman in Matias Samuelson, who d- depends on who you ask, is either the best contract of all time or the worst contract of all time. There's a no lot of people, a lot of people clowning the Sabres for giving a guy four and a half million dollars a year for seven years, uh, who's played 54 games and never scored a goal. But that's not the type of defenseman. He's not supposed to be Darlene. He's not supposed to be power. No, if he's- he is a shutdown, physical left defenseman who lets their more talented skaters skate all over the ice and not get scored on constantly. Yeah, if he's, that's what he is. If he settles in that Rasmus Ristolainen range, he'll be all right. Okay, okay, okay. That was that's enough. That's enough out of you. Um, last thing before we get out of here, what do you think about the virtual dasher boards going on around the league right now? They were like cool till it didn't work. You're right. The, 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 the moment you notice them, which is sort of a, uh, an oxymoron to begin with because advertising is supposed to be like, oh, look at this thing. Yeah. The moment you notice them and they're, they're, they get out of whack, yeah. it's like, oh, my God, what are we doing here? And it's not every game from what I know. It's, and it's not just national games either. I think it's like they can sell locally. They can sell nationally. They can kind of do whatever they want. It's... It doesn't bother, like you said. It doesn't bother me till right. till it till it glitches out, and then till it bothers. Then you're you. like, "This is the worst thing in the world." Soon we're gonna look like the European leagues. Mm-hmm. You know, advertisements everywhere. No, 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 no. Like, I think it's one of those things. I don't think like the jersey ads. I didn't notice the jersey ads last night. Washington had jersey ads on a couple yeah, other teams. Toronto did. had them too for the first time. It didn't. It didn't denigrate the like, or excuse me, desecrate the maple leaf. I, I noticed it. Like when when somebody's going in for a face off, um, you notice and it. And you see milk on the side. <laughs> yeah, you just see milk. Right, that's the most distracting part about it because you know it's just milk. It's just it's crazy. So <laughs> sponsored by Big Milk, all of milk. Yeah, you know what though? I will. This is my conspiracy theory. I think they build in like one intentional glitch per period, so you do notice them. You do look at the dashboard. Some people talk about like, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, look at this clip with like. The newest show that's out on Amazon Prime, like that's wild that it glitched out. Now everybody's seeing the clip, and then you're just looking at a, a, a commercial. Yeah. So I subscribe yeah, I to my, it. I, I keep keep my eye out. I subscribe to it. Okay. Uh, anything else, Nerdy? Before we bounce on today's cold stove. No, all good. Good to be back as always with you, brother. It's uh, another season. I'm excited. Let's keep the momentum going. Another season. Uh, next week we'll be talking about the. Uh, no doubt the start that my team has had. NRD is more of just a – he's just a fan of the lead. He's like, uh, he's like uh, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe, yep. Wearing the, wearing the, uh, the NFL hat. Mm-hmm. That's like NRD does. He just does that with the NHL hat. Just love the game. Would, I hope both teams have fun. Well, he's, uh, you, that's all you're allowed to when you're on Gary, uh, Gary's leash, right? Well. You have to root equally. Yeah, I have to be fair. I, I, can't, I can't pick a side, but – I just hope both teams have fun. I root for the refs, too. Oh, jeez. Why not? a refs fan. <laughs> uh, that'll do it, buddy. You are NHL Rumors Daily at NRD. Excuse me. 
You are NRD at NHL Rumors Daily on Twitter. I am Brett Merriman at Schmerriman on Twitter, at Schmerriman on Instagram as well. NRD's not going anywhere, right? Nope. Not going anywhere. We are Cold Stove Pod at Cold Stove Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Exciting stuff, NRD. Season is officially open for every team. Let's dance. It's hockey time. Let's get after it. Let's get after it. We'll see you guys next week. Cold Stove Pod.